and I'm hitting record. Original sound is on, everybody, and uh, welcome oh, yeah, to the yeah. Thursday show. Fred, is your original sound on? Mm-hmm. All right. Yes. What about your unoriginal sound? Let me see if this works. <laughs> <laughs> no, same thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, Dan, this is like, I don't know what's going on with my computer because uh, every day now I have to restart Spotify. Well, maybe there's a, an update or something that was done to either the show, Spotify uh, software. Is that up to date? I think they have. A- yeah, there it is. Hey, you want to start with a fun little joke? Oh, I love it. Is it uh, cheesy? And yeah, so it's so cheesy, but it take, it's, it. it's, 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 it's quasi cheesy, but it's also you have to listen to it. Here it is. What's the difference right. between Iron Man and Iron Woman? What's the difference between Iron Man and Iron Woman? Mm-hmm. One's a superhero and one's a command. <laughs> <laughs> Do you get it? One's a superhero. One's a command. <laughs> Iron Woman. Iron Woman. I say, I say that. Yeah, Right, it's yeah, a little joke to start the me. day. Yeah. Look at Dan Duran. If you're watching us on Facebook or if you want to go back after the podcast and see Dan Duran is lakeside and it looks just, it's beautiful. You know, look how you've got this handsome fellow set against a background of Canadiana. Mm-hmm. It's a lot to take in. Well, it's a beautiful morning. The lake is like glass again this morning. There's a little bit of a mist over the lake. Yeah, I don't know if you can see it there. And it's uh, ridiculously warm, 13, almost 14 degrees right now. Now, would you be the only one in the park right now, or is there other uh, shoulder passers in there? Uh, you know what? There's uh, 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 Birdman is here. Busy. So, Birdman is here. You, yeah. For some context, I know what it is, but tell the folks what a shoulder pass is. Oh, right. Uh, shoulder pass is after the season's closed at a trailer park, they turn the water off, and then people still want to come. So you spend a little bit of money on a shoulder pass, which allows you in and out of the uh, park. Most people use it to extend the season a little bit at the in the fall, and then they start coming before the weekend before Thanksgiving in the spring. So they have more time. A, a lot of people who travel south use that shoulder pass mm-hmm. because they spend the entire summer here, and they need to get six months plus a day out of the, uh, out of the residence in, in Canada before they go to the States. So that's... You know, many one of the few reasons. Yeah, it's pl- well, and, and you're right though. It's pl- it's plenty warm enough. I mean, it's 15 degrees here in the city, and as soon as this thing shuts down, I'm heading to a golf course. So, as you, you know, it's uh, the the shoulder pass thing is uh, I find it very bewildering there because what they charge us for five months is you know hefty, hefty to say the least. Mm-hmm. Worth it to me though. <laughs> Let me establish that. And then what they charge for a shoulder pass for the other seven months is like. I don't even know why they do it. It seems like uh, more bother than it's worth to them. Because yeah. it's mere hundreds of dollars. And they put Johnny on the spots out for you. You can crap, you know, and then they have to empty that in the spring. And they turn your hydro on all year, all winter. And anyway. Generally speaking, trailer parks are notorious for uh, nickel and diming you, like charging you for every little thing. Mm. And, you know, restricting you on what you can and can't do as far as bringing uh, things, costly things into a park. Uh, but this is the best deal going in, on, yeah. in this park. Yeah, it's the best. And I don't want to plan any ideas or anything, but I would think, like, honestly, it would be at least four digits to do that. But, hey, I hope they don't listen. Well, chances are they're not. <laughs> Very, chances are higher that they're not. Although I'd find it interesting. Interesting? Is it curious? Um, that... Uh, 
seconds before we hit record and after we commented on what a beautiful scene is in the background of Dan's uh, Zoom uh, panel this morning. The first question asked, of course, is what are you doing to shit? Would you shit someplace? And then there was some shit talk. Yeah. Where, so well, for the works. people who don't know about the trailer world, where does one, when one's at the trailer with no water, what do you do for the poopies? Well, you go to the outhouse or you just uh, you poop in your tank and then leave it there until the spring. You just know that it's going to be, you know, it's a tank and... How, Dan, did you not get the uh, email? What's that? Asking you not to do that? No. Don't put anything in your tank. Do not use your toilet during this uh, shoulder season. Uh, during the sho- so- shoulder season? Shoulder no. season. Oh, it's right there. I got it. I'm thinking, why? What's the deal? So I have a dump. I pour a little uh, antifreeze behind it. Who's that who's, 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 who's hurt? <laughs> I can't tell if you're serious or not. Was there a memo saying don't poop in your own tank? Yeah. All right. Huh. I'll revisit that today unless I'm reading something wrong, but it just said, do not use your, put anything in your holding tank. Do not use, that's what the outhouses are for. Now, there's got to be for some reason for that, but. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe they're worried about, you know, over the winter, poop crying out in the tank. I don't know. And maybe it uh, creates problems in the fall. Or the spring where they do the first one. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. you better watch it. They may come up the road one day and say, Dan, uh, if you got a flashlight, we're going to look in your shit. <laughs> see what you've been right. doing. Dan, well, uh, step aside, please. The poop police is here. And, uh, I, well, again, not to be stupid, but is there? can you not just take a dump outside somewhere and bury it with some leaves? Oh. Maybe when you're younger, I couldn't squat that. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) You'd have to sit on a log or something. Let your little silly ass. I don't know. It all ended up in the back of my boots. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Then that dog. You have to call dog. Dog, can you get me a spray can and just let me? Hey, Dan. One thing I will say about that. Number one, Dahl has absolutely zero appetite for going up there beyond the regular season. Oh, I thought you were going to say she has zero appetite for cleaning up your shit on your the back of your <laughs> white legs. So. Yeah, anyways, please continue. I can tell you a story along that line. But finish what much, you were going to say. How much she loves me. Yeah. Um, oh, I know that story. Um, do you? Yeah, when you had your back issues and you shit yourself. Oh, no, 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 no. This is a new one. Oh, okay. Well, I want to hear that. Um, <laughs> can't wait. So, um, excuse me, little chesty. Um, if doll, if I ever could talk to doll into going up there and staying over, like there's no question she would use the bathroom. Like she, she's not going out to an outhouse. She's not going to squat like Howard said, like that, you know, so I would have to break the rules. That's, that's all there is to it. So, but it ain't going to happen anyway. Do, do you and want I'm sure a lot of women up there are in the same boat? Absolutely. Do you want to uh, save the uh, latest shit yourself story for the, actually after we start the show? Sure. All right. Here's Dan Duran. This episode of Humble and Fred is being broadcast to the world from our state-of-the-art Humble and Fred studios in Toronto, from our well-equipped Brampton facility with a winterized pool, and from a lake in the Corthes with a canoe hanging from a tree. And is brought to you by the Retirement Sherpa, the Chambers Plan, Boron One, evnet.ca, and Palma Pasta, along with two great returning sponsors, 
Bodog and Kelsey's. And now here are two men who have not yet held an election for Speaker of their house, but Howard has been elected Doctor of the House, Fred is Farter of the House, Howard is Cupboard Door Manager of the House, and Fred was elected Pooper of Stools of the House. Mm. It's Humble and Fred All of that is the House. Thank you. All of that is true. We're going to play some uh, stunning audio from the new Speaker of the House. The whole thing is, I, I actually don't know why I put myself through this, but I watched quite a bit of it yesterday afternoon. It was disgusting. Uh, but first, what, listen, today's email day brought to you by Palma Pasta. We're very excited. And today being the last email show of October, uh, we will be giving away a Palma Pasta gift card. So that's on the agenda today. Right on. You're going to tell your uh, latest uh, poopy story? Are we going to save it? What are we going to well, no, what are you tease gonna, it through the show? Long. Okay, well, no, let, yeah. lay it on us, man. <clears throat> Spent a month in uh, um, Dominican last winter and then a month in Mexico. Uh, I, had, I, was, I had taken Ducarol, Delise and I, uh, for those trips, and everything was fantastic. However, in Mexico, one day I got that sort of funny feeling you get in your stomach. You know, it sort of gurgles and rolls when you're on holiday and, you know... I ate or drank something that didn't really agree with me, and I'm lying in bed. Oh, I wake up about 5 o'clock in the morning, and it feels weird, feels weird, and I'm thinking, oh, I hope this passes, I hope this passes, and then all of a sudden I thought I have to go. Well, swinging out of bed and then standing up the exertion <laughs> was too much. Oh, was it? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Gravity. <laughs> the, Gravity. Came. the sheer force of you leaping out of bed. <laughs> So my ass was just leaving the edge of the bed when this happened, right? And then juice shot out. And, uh, I'm being honest. <laughs> what? <laughs> and, I, um, and I was wearing my Adidas underwear, which is, it's not cloth. It's almost like a, uh, a nylon. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. You know that. Yeah, sure. So it held a lot of it, but not sure, enough. not all of it. <clears throat> no. Excuse me that I didn't leave a big round stain on the sheet on the edge of the bed. So now, <laughs> totally embarrassed. And I'm thinking, what do I do? So I quickly go to the washroom and finish that and then come back. And it's like, what do I do? Doll's asleep. And oh, my God, I can't start yanking the sheets now. I probably should. So I get in bed and I have that beside me. And I just it's like sort of. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. You didn't put like a little washcloth down well, no, yeah, or a yeah, towel? Yeah. I did. But it, yes, I did. Absolutely. Oh, okay. I did. Yes. Because you missed that step because that's a pretty important step. Yeah. I, yeah, I, know yeah, I mean, because it sounded to me like you were free, free range cuddling up to your poo spot. <laughs> yeah. And no. So it was right like on the edge of the bed. So I'm on to the left of it. Right. And it's there and covered. And then doll sort of wakes up a bit. And I thought I have to tell her. And this is going to be so embarrassing. And then I'll have to <clears throat> rip all the sheets off and everything. So she wakes up and I tell her. And she said, oh, really? Oh, okay. Get up. And then she gets all the sheets. She pulled all the sheets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then took them up to the washer. And then put new sheets on. <laughs> and she felt bad for her back. Well. It was humiliated. <laughs> um, well, I don't know. There's so many things. Uh <laughs> That's a like, true story. That's a true, bad, true. Um, so when you got out of bed and you saw that there was a big poo spot, I mean, yeah. at that point, you had some decisions to make. Do you leave doll and never be heard from again? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, a lot goes through your mind. Yes, it does. Because it's, it's embarrassing. It's humiliating. Yeah. And then you don't want, you know, you don't want... Her, 
the poor woman's lying there in a bed now that has that. So you, how long are you going to let that go on? So I'm going, should I wake her up and tell her now or just let her sleep? And, a lot, and thank goodness it was probably by this time like 20 to 6 or something. And she woke up. I said, I got to tell you something. I, I shit the bed. Okay, so we've established that. She but, goes, what? <laughs> but so you have to. So one decision you could leave doll and never be heard from again. The other one I thought yeah. you could have done is taken some scissors and cut that spot out of the sheets. <laughs> um, yeah. but the, and and but but doll being and think about doll. Like, how does she not wake up with the stench? Was there because you 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 let it go right there? So there must have been. And oh, not, no, not to be too yeah. gross or graphic, but there no, must have been some it's smell. It's life. You talk about these things. Yeah, yeah there probably was, but I was in such a state of uh, anxiety. I don't know my smell sense. Well, I like I was I was beside myself, Howard. Well, actually, you were besides a doll, <laughs> and it was, in, in, a, in a weird way, it was your first threesome, kind of a German threesome, if you think about it. Like you doll and some shiza. Uh, where was I? You, was that when we were all together in San Miguel? Uh, maybe, maybe well, you were there. I can't. I wasn't in whether in the condo, obviously, but I, I must have been there. You guys were there at the same time as me. Oh yeah, yeah. I guess. So how come we didn't hear that story on the show? <laughs> You've been sitting on this poop story. Thank for you, a while. Dan. I don't know. I'm not even sure. I told Doug then because I was humiliated. I was embarrassed. And now that it's, I've had time for you know, right. Time sinks in, and then sure, you sure. think about how you're going to tell a story and present it, and it's really not that big a deal, and you're proud of your little wife for not going, well, like, in a huff and going to another bedroom or something, right. which there was. Or she le- could have done. Or leaving you. Or leaving. <laughs> oh, shit. If she was going to leave me over that, it would have been what happened. You imagine poor dolls. Think about doll's perspective. She wakes up, and her sweet Freddy's all... A flutter, and then she's. I mean, of course, doll being doll, so she always errs on the side of kindness. But you know, she's a human being, and there was probably a little flash somewhere in her, you know, temporal globe where she thought, after all of, after what I've put up with, and now this, yeah, and now we're in the yeah. shit the bed yeah. segment of our lives. Hey, well, we all are, you know. Who'd be phoning me? A- Who's phoning Fred right now? Go and look, um, look, see who it is. Maybe it's Fred Ball. Fred has a landline. Yes. Wow. Fred is the only... Fred, funny you bring that up, that Fred's the only person I know. No, that's not true. I know one other person. My brother and his uh, lady in uh, Mexico, that house that I'm... The condo I'm going to... Oh, yeah. Next week, they have a landline in that home. It's crazy. Wow. Hmm. Fred's on the phone. Uh, uh, Go ahead, Dan. I was just wondering, uh, of course, like being in a a fetal position around the... uh, Around Sorry. your poop stain would be smelly in one. So you didn't smell it at all. Oh yeah, he did. I'm sure. Oh, but he had you just to. were in a panic state. Yeah, so I probably did. Hmm. Did Doll say, "Oh no, this is the beginning. It's the beginning. It has finally started. <laughs> this is the next segment of our lives. <laughs> this is the beginning of the end." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this, this, yeah. Uh, this marks the downhill slide into. Uh, well, we're all going to be there one day. It's well, just that Fred's, Fred's lucky enough to have somebody who loves him. I mean, I'm going to be. I'm going I'm to be shitting myself in some third-rate, you know, senior home where everyone. When I where if I don't eat, they're going to slap me in the head. I just know. 
Hey, this could have happened to anybody. Absolutely, it could have. Like, you know, and I'm sure it's happened to you guys in some level. And uh, But it really, it had nothing to do with age, you know, because within a few hours, I was over it, and I was right back to firm stools. I can prove it. <laughs> well, good, great. I can, <laughs> I can prove it, fellas. Look at my stool portfolio. I've yeah. taken some pictures. Um, all right, well, that's great. I, that's I'm just sitting story. here thinking, Howard, if the little general ever listens to the... Oh, yeah, our show. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there they go again. There's that. There they go again. It's 12 years and they're still doing shit stories. <laughs> um, there's a bunch of stuff I, uh, I've saved over the uh, course of the week. Uh, a lot of uh, prep goes into this program. And, of course, a lot of the emails that we're going to be addressing today are in response to things we've done on the show. Before we uh, get to the speaker, though, I did want to point out something I thought you guys would find fascinating, Dan, especially... You know, because, you know, we all use Google every day, uh, or most of us use it a lot, I should say. And then, of course, there's these other big companies like um, Microsoft. A lot of people still, you know, are Microsoft people. And I never really thought about or think about how much money they actually make. But check Mm -hmm. this out, Dan. Uh, The company that is... uh, did you have more shit stuff? I'm sorry. Did I cut you off? No, no, just quickly. You know, we were talking about, yeah, before we move on from shit. Okay, sorry. We were talking about the outhouses, the Johnny on the spot. Yes, yes. in your trailer during the winter. Mm-hmm. And a guy that works at the park, I won't say his name to protect his identity, said, I'm listening, but my lips are sealed. <laughs> when I said, you know, they should probably be charging more. Oh, more. yeah, yeah. Well, he just texted you now? Yeah, just text me now. Look at that. Yeah, <laughs> my lips are sealed on two fronts that I would poop and Dan is going to poop in his oh, yeah. holding tank and they should charge more. Anyway, that hey, there's the immediacy of the Humble and Fred show. Tonight. That's great, though, because he could he could narc on you. Oh, he could. He could narc on you. Go ahead, Dan. He'd be sending them up the road to look into Dan. Oh, yeah. Go ahead, Dan. I'm trying to change the subject from shit, but go ahead. Drag me back in. I've I've no problem with that. I've got two questions. When the uh, when the sheets were being uh, removed from the bed and taken to the laundry, why why did why did you let Doll do that and you not? That is a great question. And I'm going to tell you why. Okay. (laughs) I'm going to tell you why right now. She could see. How humiliated I was. How embarrassed I was. So rather, you know, like... But that's why. It was like she felt bad for me. She's like, I'll do that. And she obviously, you know, I wasn't feeling the best sure, at it, that it, moment. It, well, before you ask your follow-up question, so... Which is a great... She's a great character yeah. and a wonderful human. Okay. But what yeah. were you doing? Were you just sitting there shivering in your shit pants? <laughs> or just, no, I'm just... Just standing there watching her do this, and she, she's grabbing them properly, so obviously she doesn't touch anything. And she rolls them up in a doll way that the the stain part was right in the middle of the, mm-hmm. of the ball of sure. sheets. Yeah, obviously. And then then she went right up and put them in the in the wash. Dan, what's your follow up question? Goodness, there was washer. <laughs> so my uh, follow up question is moving on from poop. Who's on the phone? Oh, it was my son. Oh, Danny P. We were thinking of maybe golfing today, but it's raining. No, no, no. It's going by 11 o'clock. I just believe me. I'm oh. watching the radar. By 11 o'clock, it's going to be just scattered showers and sunny all afternoon. Uh, okay. Dan, I rarely say this, but I need you to up yourself there by about 5%. Okay. Um, 
Anyway, I don't even know if I'm... We, we got so much good shit material. It's hard to move on from it, but we need okay, to. Okay, you were launching into something else. Oh, no, ahead. just this is real quickly. And I've been saving this mm-hmm. fact for Dan, because I, I don't know if you ever think about these companies that we use. They're part of our daily lives, Microsoft and Google, Apple and these things. But um, Google's just uh, released its uh, its last quarter earnings. <laughs> I don't know what I thought the number was going to be. But last quarter, the company that owns Google, uh, Alphabet is the name of the company, brought in $76.69 billion in one quarter. So if you did the four timesies, that, it's a lot of money. Uh, Microsoft, by the way, that's up 11% from last year. Microsoft recorded $56.5 billion in sales. That's every quarter, Dan. And $22.3 billion in quarterly profits, which is up 27% from last year. I was reading something a couple of weeks ago about um, Amazon employees who get in at the ground floor. Now, their stock's only like 130 bucks or whatever it is. <clears throat> but, you know, original employees offered stock when it was like $0.04 cents or $0.05 cents or so, whatever it came on at. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine that? Like, you know, you're just joe average worker and you take that option and now it's 121 dollars. i mean you know just there's a lot of average people that jumped on that bandwagon and are rich people nowadays so uh, just again what's the, the the yearly intake then what was the profit or the well the yearly intake for uh, google would be four times 75 yeah. billion dollars so it's 300 billion dollars a year that they're bringing in in, in revenue and what is that stock price? I wonder. I don't have that information, Frederick. Like, uh, no, like and it would be the same thing how many young whippersnappers oh, are yeah. given stock out of the gate and what and what their lives are like now. That's oh. that's an astonishing number when you think about that there's like only <laughs> only eight billion people on the planet. Yeah. So that means there's like four dollars for every person on the planet that that company makes. That is true, Daniel. If you put it that way. And and, and think about it. Like I, again, the reason I thought you'd find it fascinating is because you love this stuff. And I don't know that I ever really considered how much money Google is making because I use it every day. And, you know, I've got a couple of Google Windows windows open right now that are there all the time for things like Spanish translation. But uh, and their revenue. Mm-hmm. But they're doing okay, Dan. And and to your point, Fred, about you know, they, you know, the people that bought or were, were given a stock early on in the Google journey 20 years ago. Yeah. yeah, they're all multi-zillionaires. Oh. Well, just say you got it at 10 cents. And I don't know what it was, but a lot of that stuff starts as penny stock. And yeah. Like Google stock is $125. But, you know, even take 25 cents a share and then just do the math on that if you bought 10000 bucks. I mean, really, it's crazy. Well, that happened crazy. a lot. A lot of that happened in that sort of tech boom mm-hmm. of the early 2000s. Before it bursts for the first time. So a lot of those people, you know, and, and Rudra could talk about that. I mean, companies like Gig Sky and other sort of Silicon Valley, you know, California companies, a lot of them, they, they recruited people to work for them with the, op, with the stock options. <laughs> it must be cool to run a company where you know, like 90%, whatever percent of the civilized population today is going to be using your product. Think about that. Yeah, but they couldn't have known. They didn't know that. Huh? 
They didn't oh, no, know no, that. I know, I know they didn't know. I'm just saying today to get up in oh, the yeah, morning yeah. and know that the company, like 90%, like in a, whatever that percentage is, but the vast majority of people are going to be using your product. Not bad. Yeah, that's pretty good. Um, do we want to take a couple minutes before Dan uh, leaves and we do the emails to talk about this uh, human being who is now, they finally figured out their shit for the uh, Republican Party yesterday. I, I, just, I had a little time in the middle of the afternoon and I happened to watch it for an hour or so and I don't know if I... I mean, he's, this guy's name is Mike Johnson. And just to begin the discussion, he's a theocratic f- fascist. That's <laughs> what he is. Mm-hmm. He wants a total abortion ban, mm-hmm. is against same-sex marriage. He's an election denier. There's a whole bunch of stuff. Like he was one of the guys mm-hmm. behind the scenes that was mm-hmm. recruiting people within that party to decertify the election of the uh, duly elected Joseph uh, Biden. Anti-vax, anti-Ukraine. I mean, what else do you need to know about the guy? But here, so. Oh, but he's a Christian. But he's a Christian. Yeah. And uh, and here's one. I've got a couple of clips for you. But here's my here's. Let's start with this one, Daniel. One of my favorites is when he's talking. He's doing his acceptance speech in the House there after they was he was elected, and he's talking about what he's going to do, and the the party's going forward. You know, the fact that they left the country high and dry for three weeks. They seem to ignore that. They're getting back to the work for the people. But here's Dan. Uh, he's, his wife couldn't be there, and here's why. ...to take good care of it. I want to tell all my colleagues here what I told the Republicans... Oh, sorry. In Wrong clip. We'll get to that in a second. Yeah, his it's wife, pretty low, too. Yeah, I'm getting I'm going to turn it up here. Turn it up, I'm yeah. turning it up. Um, okay. Where is this fucking clip, Howie? Okay, here it is, yeah. She, um, his wife is Kelly... And she's not in attendance for his ascension to House Speaker, and here's why. She spent the last uh, couple of weeks on her knees in prayer to the Lord, and um, she's a little worn out. She spent the last uh, couple of weeks on her knees in prayer to the Lord, and um, she's a little worn out. Now, first, yeah, how creepy is that? First of all, yeah. <laughs> and how do you not, when she's spent the last couple of weeks on her knees, oh, has yeah. she, Mike? Mm-hmm. A little tense there at the Johnson family? But think about this, Dan, and I'm, I'm rejecting this to you because you're with Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Think about this. I'm with him. Let me any, Jesus right now. Any company in the, in the modern world where they elected a new CEO of that company, and he started off by saying, I'd like my wife to be here, but she's worn out because she spent the last two weeks on her knees praying to the Lord. Like, what fucking year is it in that country? You don't have to answer. I know it's 2023. <clears throat> then he goes on. To, what's that, buddy? Oh, no, it's crazy. Then he goes on to talk about. To take good care of it. I want to tell all my colleagues here what I told the Republicans in that room last night. I don't believe there are any coincidences in a matter like this. I believe that scripture, the Bible is <clears throat> very clear. So. Oh, shut up. So there you have it. There's the guy now who they couldn't find a speaker. This is modern life in America. Mm-hmm. No, I know. Scary. Isn't Forget it? the fact that all these nincompoops are Second Amendment uh, cultists. You know, let's, let's also recognize that 22 other human beings were mowed down by AR-15 gunfire yesterday in Maine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, but they're not worried about that because the scripture, like this is a man quoting a fantasy tale Mm-hmm. That's thousands of years old, and yet here it is in modern times. That that God is the one that raises up those in authority. He raised up each of you, all of us. Oh, 
And, and I believe that Stop. God has ordained. I know. Isn't that great? Stop. <clears throat> like, and again, you know, he, he has Christian values. And those values allowed him to lie to all the people that voted for him about the election. Yeah. You know, he's ele- an election denier, and he knows. He knows it wasn't. So he's a blatant liar to millions of Americans. Christian values. Way to go, buddy. Way to go. You know, they're on their way because obviously they they got Roe v. Wade overturned and, you know, fuckeried around with that so that the decisions are back with the states. But whatever. They're on their way, if he has his way, uh, to get rid of same-sex marriage. How much of a simpleton, honestly? And again, it's just so fascinating how these people get... You know, they fall into that, how they're gripped by that. Like, and this is an intelligent man. Really smart guy. No, I'm very smart. Lawyer, very very smart, well-educated, like an intelligent man. Like how, as you say, modern day America, do you get, do you fall into that? And, and like, it's just, I don't know. It's too, you know, what happened to the separation of uh, church and state? I was what? just going to say that. Well, that doesn't it, even it, belong it, it, in that room. But it never existed. That's the whole, no, fa- that's the, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's the, not the fantasy. It's the big lie, really. One of the big lies of American politics. It's not a democracy. It's a republic based on uh, Calvinism. Go back and look that word up. Based on this religious notion. They came over here. Think about it. They came over here mm-hmm. to practice this wacky religion, uh, and it's it's permeated American life for two hundred and whatever number of years it is. And he loves Donald Trump, so his yeah. Christian values allows him to love a convicted rapist, con man, liar. So mm-hmm. that's okay. Oh yeah. And you ne- and you never have though. And what? Where is that question? Okay, Mr. Mike Johnson, what do you think of the fact that your hero, your political hero, is a convicted rapist? Mike? Like... Well, here's what he would say. ...and allowed each one of us to be brought here for this specific moment in this time. This is my belief. I believe that each one of us has a huge responsibility today to use the gifts that God has given us to... So, yeah, if you say, okay, what are these gifts that God have given us? But you know it's been proven now that there was no... um, election fraud we're going back now three years he and, and, and there's all this stuff where he was talking about the dominion uh securities mm-hmm. the, the dominion mm-hmm. voting system that was proven wrong 800 million dollar you know uh um fine went against uh, fox news <clears throat> but where is all of that in his christian values dan do you have anything to say on behalf of jesus <laughs> well, I don't think I, the, the separation of church and state that Fred was saying, I totally like, how is that being? Well, it's just being missed entirely in that in that. Yeah. And here and here is like, why. So he stands up yesterday and says that about well, how, how did he put it? God, the talents God gave you or whatever. Right. God lifted us up. God dies and is responsible for all of it. Yeah. If I'm in Congress, shut up, because that doesn't apply to me. I don't believe that. So don't stand up there now as they, you know, two removed from the president mm-hmm. and talk to me like that's part of my life. Like, you know, you're, quote unquote, giving the gospel on how we all got here. Forget it. Yeah, but I don't believe in that. There's 400 plus members of that Congress. And I would say even the Democrats in the House, other than the obvious ones that are Muslim, uh there and the occasional Jew, but of course, you know, we're all back in hiding now. The uh, <laughs> like no one's going to say anything against that because, 
a good amount of Americans believe that that's okay. Like one of the things I, I love about our country and one of the many things is that our politicians aren't required to pretend and this guy's not pretending, but even the ones that aren't religious have to have a nod to religion or, or they're vilified. Even the fucking mm-hmm. orange uh, Cheeto has to, had to pretend he was religious in some way, manner or fashion. Well, that's the disgusting part of it, because, you know, be a Democrat, um, uh, Republican, probably more Democrats. There's probably a lot of, you know, non-believers, secular members. um, But they have to. This is where the United States is now. They have, as you just said, they have to pretend that they believe or it could sink them in their constituencies. I mean, it's just so bizarre. All of it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've said this about Jean Chrétien, Stephen Harper, Mulroney, Polyev, Trudeau. Mm-hmm. I don't know what church they go to, but because, no. but, but in the states, Obama, Clinton, they all got to go to a church. They all got to talk about the church they go to. But mm-hmm. this, this is my favorite clip. She spent the last uh, couple of weeks on her knees. And- you don't think that that clip is going to be Colbert and Fallon and Seth oh, yeah. Myers? Like, just ha- talk about, the, you know, the, the yesterday when that, I'm, I didn't watch any late night stuff last night, but I guarantee you, as soon as he said this. She spent the last uh, couple of weeks on her knees. And- then those writers in those rooms, must, their minds must have just mm-hmm. fucking exploded. <laughs> they must have went. What? Hang on, Jimmy. Spent last two weeks on her knees in front of Donald Trump, but that's okay because, yeah. you know, he was sent to us by God, as a lot of them believe. Oh, that's yeah. another thing that gets me all the time. No, oh, I know. When you see memes and all this stuff, and it's like some of these people actually think that this individual, this orange pig, was sent to them by the Lord to save everything. Evil bastards. Jesus. Dan, have you, have you seen that there's some of these memes where... It's a, a picture of Trump who, who is, who's looking more like his 215 pounds versus his 285 pounds. And it's a picture of him seated next to like super blonde flowing, mm-hmm. you know, sort of uh, heavy metal Jesus with the long super, you know, the long hair. <laughs> and you're just like, really? Somebody thought to, then they put the two of them together. Oh, it's quite oh something. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Wow. Well, Mike Johnson, uh, did you see that that clip where Mike Johnson was asked by a reporter? Oh, yeah. uh, And they all booed the reporter. Yeah. The the obvious question. Well, what about overturning the election? And then uh, all the Republicans behind him booed him. And it's already a commercial. And some woman just went, shut up. She's 80 years old. Oh, yeah. Good for her. And, you know, when she's going, shut up, shut up. I'm thinking if that was my mother or my grandmother, like, like, what are you doing? That was a legitimate question. And you answer it now, bitch face. You answer it. <laughs> That's right. That? And then the reporter said, OK, excuse yeah. me, bitch face. What you answer it. Yeah. No, I know. You know, and we've listened to be fair. Mm-hmm. We've spent the entire week. We've we've not done the Middle East. We've done very little Trump. We've done some, but very little. But I, I had, like I said, I for some reason, and, and Dan knows this from being in my room, and I don't like to turn the television on until the evening. But yesterday afternoon, mm-hmm. I had a couple hours there in the middle between stuff. And I thought, okay, I'll just have my lunch and watch a little bit of this. And I was like, ah, why am I doing this? Fuck. And I'll just make this one last point, and I think I made it last week. Of all the people I know, the pe- all, everybody that I associate with, all the people that whose opinion that I respect. I don't know one 
really in my circle. And it doesn't matter if it's at the trailer. It doesn't matter if it's my brother-in-law here yesterday, Buddy Doug, Darren, all these guys. Not, I don't know one person that doesn't find this whole Trump thing bizarre, sickening, dangerous. And to think half that country, like, who are these people? Like, who are they? Because the consensus is for any level-headed, thinking, normal, rational person, this guy is a con man that represents so much danger going forward, even for this country. I'm telling you, man. All right, man. Something. I hear you, bro. I hear you. Mm. I hear you, brother. Uh, Dan Duran will uh, circle back and do the unpacking of the revisiting and uh, his news in about 25, 30 minutes. This is where Dan, come on back and we're wrapping up the emails. And um, I know you're asking that question rhetorically, but I've asked that question of you actually. And I, I, I feel bad for some of those people because mm-hmm. just they're the same people being sucked in by Joel Osteen. And that's yeah. what's really scary. Uh, but let's switch gears, okay? Let's talk about some of the fine people that support this program. Hey, how about your Buffalo Bills? They're playing tonight. They're part of the Thursday Nighter. You know, uh, look at it this way. You know, uh, they didn't have to wait long to rebound, hopefully, from that debacle. Debacle. On Sunday against the New England Patriots, the Bills' big favorites tonight over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Nine and a half points. The over-under on that is 440. Hey, you got to bet $450 to win on the Bills, okay? And your Leafs are in Dallas. That game's pretty much even up, okay? The over-under is six goals. So this comes to you from Bodog, whether you're a uh, sports better, a horse racing fan, a poker, a casino player, Bodog, your number one source of online gambling entertainment from their industry-leading odds, world-class sports book, and feature-rich poker room to their fully loaded casino and uh, Racebook. They've been providing Canadian players with an unparalleled gaming experience since 1994. I did mention Leafs are in Dallas. Yes, you did. I, yeah, yeah, you did. Right on. And uh, because I had uh, forgotten this yesterday, because, you know, got a lot of shit going on, I want to have uh, a moment here to listen to this additional message from Bodog. Feeling stuck on the sidelines? Hey, watch where you're walking, man. When life gives you too much to tackle? I'm going to need that draft tomorrow. You know it's time to play. It's easy to find your next favorite game at Bodog.net. Get the latest sports odds and free tips to help you go all the way this football season. Visit Bodog.net today. Hashtag make a play. And uh, we appreciate their support, just like we appreciate the support of Kelsey's. Hey, hockey fans, grab your friends, take a trip down to the block to Kelsey's and watch the game. Enjoy a 16-ounce Molson Canadian draft. How about this number, Freddie? 650. What? Plus, enter for your chance to win original six hockey tickets. All you got to do is visit the Roadhouse to watch a game, get tickets, and enter to win. This contest on for a limited time only, so head over. And just like last time, we certainly appreciate it. If you're out of Kelsey's, send us a picture and we'll send that to Kelsey so they get a sense of the power of the humble and Fred. Game night shouldn't be a tame night. Grab your buds and visit Kelsey's today, the original roadhouse. Visit Kelsey's.ca for more details. No purchase necessary. Taxes or extra must be, of course, legal drinking age. Did you know that Kelsey's has been winging it since 1978? Try their legendary chicken wings for half price wings every Thursday. That's tonight. Sauced and styled how you like them. 
And why not wash it down with a $6 course? What? What are you waiting for? Grab your buds and head to Kelsey's this wing night and celebrate the start of the weekend the right way. Offer valid with the purchase of a beverage must be of legal drinking age. Again, please drink responsibly. Um, yeah, just before we uh, start the uh, mails, uh, I find the whole thing, you know, I'm obviously on the same page as you, but I come at it from a different perspective, similar but different. And um, I sometimes... And I brought this up on the show a few times. Ruminate about the people when you ask, who are those people? And I think to mm-hmm. myself, yeah, who are those people? Because mm-hmm. it's easy to mock them. They're not all stupid. But it, it, it's a centuries-old brain wiring that, this relig- that, that their religion, the scriptures he's talking about, that's Old Testament, not Old Testament, that's New Testament, N.T., so how does he say that yesterday in the House of uh, Congress or whatever, the representatives, mm-hmm. knowing that not everyone in America believes that? He knows that. And to me, that's the, one of the most vile things about it. Like, Because I always do this when somebody says something about God online. I was right in which God. I know it's not clever, but I mean, that is mm-hmm. my response. What God are you talking oh, exactly. about? So basically yesterday, he excluded a huge part of America in that who weren't on yeah, their knees praying for two weeks. And it's a dangerous game because, I mean, the numbers are there. As each generation uh, evolves, there's more and more movement away from the church. So you got to, you know, I mean, really, you got to look ahead, look down the road. I mean, a lot of these young people nowadays, it's like, well, none of that makes sense anymore. Really, we know enough. Like, please, can we talk about the issues now? It's something like it really, it's. And, you know, they say this guy's a real slick, too. Eh? Like, he, he never gets excited, and he always, you know, as a, you know, it sounds like, a, you know, a measured presentation and everything, and they all like him. And But a, another scary part of this is, you know, that guy before, that Emmer guy was, you know, he wasn't a dele- uh, an election denier, and Trump squashed him with one posting on True Social. Mm-hmm. And now, and that now they've rallied behind a, an election denier, Bible thumper, who was in close, close, close contact with Donald Trump all the way through the end of the the election till the mm-hmm. day before January sixth. That's who they've got now. Mm-hmm. Two two steps. So people in Canada, there's the president, the vice president, and the speaker of the house. Mm-hmm. That's how powerful that position is. One of the reasons we're talking about it today is they just elected a guy full on anti-vaxxer, anti-gay, anti-Roe um, um, uh, v. Wade, anti-abortion. That's who they've got there. And meanwhile, 22 other human beings were mowed down in, in a, another mm-hmm. AR-15 display of guns. Just what you described about him, like, you know, it gets back, I think, what you said at the beginning of the of the show this day and age, it's 2023. Like, that's you're in total reverse, man. Like, are you kidding me? So. So, okay, if you're anti all those things, what what is what's utopia to him? What is his America? 
if he had his way, what would America look like? You know what I mean? Well, no gay people. No abortion. Like, are you kidding me? Yeah, and I know you're being rhetorical as well. Here's what it would look like. It's what it's what it's what the Nazi. I know I keep saying Nazis. It's what Nazi Germany. It's what they want. They wanted to pure. They wanted to purify the race. Mm -hmm. Guess who else was against gays? Hitler. Guess who else was against all of that religion? All of that diversity was Adolf Hitler. So even though the Americans don't, the average person doesn't see it that way, that's that's the horizon that they're headed toward. Yeah, it's just, it's just too much. And, you know, it's like, number one, we've got to give government over to women more, which we've said many times. And, you know, all the, you know, young people just in the United States, in Canada too, you got to get out and vote. You can't, and I know, you feel left behind. And sometimes young people feel, what's the use with the way they see government perform? I, I, I get all that. But in this case, you have to come out and squish these guys. I mean, really, because it's your future. It's well, your country. And, it's and, our country. Yeah, we didn't think any differently than, you know, both of my daughters are in their 20s, 25 and 29. You know, I, I don't remember, you know, none of us were awakened uh, nope. until later in life. And then the problem Absolutely. is, but we need that vote now more than ever. All right. We've got a lot to get through. Uh, Palma Pasta, of course, uh, presenting our email show, which is every Thursday. And I've, I, when I, I've, I've sort of chosen some shorter ones. We don't need to belabor all these long discussions, but there's been, there was a lot of response this week mm-hmm. to a lot of the stuff on the show. We can't get to all of it, but we do want to acknowledge that a lot of people did send us emails. We certainly appreciate it. And uh, by the way, just for mechanical, whatever, for the contest, if you've sent us an email at any time, you have a chance to win. It's not just the most recent ones. Um, so that's just don't worry if, if, they, if you send us an email in September you're still eligible so here we go hi guys hi guys hi guys hi guys um, uh, we'll start light this uh, one the subject is I want a butter stars <laughs> from Laura Dorica yeah she's emailed before Dorica I think for sure okay Dorica yes she says hi guys hi guys she says, I want a butter tart. This one is ready for Fred's layers. And she sends a lovely picture of a butter tart. She was referring to uh, when she says layers, I described the butter tart that I treated myself to various times over the summer. The butter tart uh, with the crumbled cookie on top and then a, 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 a dark chocolate square and then covered in ice cream. And it's the reason I'm up 10 pounds this summer. But she, this is the way she ends it off, which is lovely. Uh, have a great weekend, says Laura. Resting heart rate 65. It's been a crazy week. Bowel movements, regular. Hundy P since 2000. 16 love your podcast thanks keep talking about it all she says isn't that sweet mm-hmm. very very nice let's keep it light and hi continue uh, subject guys. spencer's singing voice hi guys hi guys says richard bullis hey howard i follow spencer on instagram and i've mentioned to her a couple of times that she has a lovely singing voice does she get that from you no uh was anyone musical in your family ah we're all a little bit musical all my brothers can play an instrument david's a good uh, piano player steven can play guitar i can do a little bit of both and read music and um just a quick uh, insert here for our our show at kelsey's uh spencer who has sung on this show many times 
Um, we're going to have Spencer sing with Spencer's girlfriend, who is incredibly talented. And the two Can of them... Did that deal? Say again? Like they're doing it? Yeah, yeah, they're going to do it. Her? Oh, excellent. Yeah, because um, um, Amelia is a fantastic artist. And so mm. they, they sang together at a little family function we had a couple months ago, and it was fantastic. So you're going to hear them both sing. Uh, Richard goes on to say, Spencer's very funny. I know she gets that from you. Thank you. Uh, be blood pressure, medicated, so it's okay. BMs, sort of, <laughs> this he says, bowel movements, sort of like when you're at Dairy Queen. Uh, love you guys. <laughs> I said, uh, he says, love you guys. Dan to Gord Bless. Thank you, uh, Richard Bullis. And we continue. What if he gets the little curl on that? <laughs> or is it, like a, is it like a dip cone? Mm-hmm. Uh, this is uh, subject to the podcast generally from Richard Jackson. Uh, hi, guys. Hi, guys. Been catching up on the last few weeks worth of episodes and have a couple of thoughts. Obviously, Fred has always worn pants to work because how else could he hide the fact he's wearing his lounging drawers? All right. Uh, the stretching and uh, pulling class Fred is planning on attending sounds like a prerequisite course for giving Dan a hand job. <laughs> <laughs> I read that. I was like, what? where did that come from? That's great. Yeah, you got to stretch. But seriously, if you're going to give Dan a hand job, you don't want to you know, pull your back or something. The U.S. has uh, their children pledge allegiance to the flag every morning. That's cult-like behavior. Is it any wonder they eventually got a cult leader, uh, the Church of Trump? Good, uh, good thought. Uh, speaking of religion, I will be happy when the day arrives when all religions are made illegally, uh, illegal, rather, uh, preferably by taxing them out of existence first. Wouldn't that be wonderful? Let's get her done. The Israeli situation, just mind-numbing, and I really don't know what to say other than that it's another regrettable tragedy that has religious hatred at its core. Yeah, uh, right absolutely. Yeah. Was a fan of the CFNY days and rediscovered you after the Voldemort unmasking. Fantastic. Resting heart rate unknown, but it's still running. BMs as reliable as the Japanese train system. <laughs> All right. Richard Jackson. Thanks, buddy. We really need to send uh, disgraced broadcaster uh, John Derringer Christmas card because we got a lot of listeners. Seriously. And, and, you know, I, I often forget this when we bring up Voldemort, but uh, the numbers for that episode were one of our biggest downloaded uh, podcasts ever. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just that we were just, we've said this before, we we're just the right guys at the right time with the right platform with nobody other than ourselves to answer to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, the other thing is, you know, we, I remember this too. We heard from so many broadcasters that said, fucking, you know, mm-hmm. gr- glad you guys said that because, of course, they couldn't. They're still working for companies. You know, Mark Salt- Saltzman was on yesterday and he talked about doing business that says he doesn't want to have to get in the shower and scrub himself hard. Yeah, yeah. Meaning, you know, he wants to be able to live with himself. And I often, when he said that, immediately my mind went to all those enablers around Derringer mm-hmm. who have to live with themselves. And then they pretend, you know, like, I had nothing to do with it. I didn't know. Yeah, bullshit. Well, look at this douche that got elected yesterday in the States. Like, he knows that he spent months Mm -hmm. trying to get this thing overturned. To overturn, he talks about the founders and all this bullshit. Mm -hmm. He tried to overturn an election. And for Mm -hmm. some reason... Like, anyway, you were saying, but I forgot when you said uh, they need more women in in politics in general. Mm -hmm. But, you know, every time I hear Liz Cheney speak, I think, how is that woman... Not, not in charge of something. She's just so good. 
And she's a hard right yeah, absolutely. person. But, but again, you can live with that because, of course, there's far left, there's hard right. We, we get that. But are you a decent human being? And that's what she is. She, is a cons- she has conservative values uh, politically. But she ain't, I'll, I know this. She's not, she's not one of the ones trying to overturn abortion. No. Anyway, uh, let's move on. And back. she lost her election by a landslide. How about that? Oh, yeah. Wow. Because she would try to expose the fraudulent uh, stealing mm-hmm. and overturning of their democracy. Anyway. Hi, guys. Here Hi we guys. go. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. Uh, this Freddy is uh, what you call double shot power. Hi, guys. Uh, I just want to address both uh, Dave Ryan and uh, our friend Earl Veal. Both uh, responded to uh, me and us because of the uh, hole-in-one discussion. Hi, guys. Says Dave Ryan. Further to your conversation about holes-in-ones yesterday, I did some research. I, I, I Googled it. And it, it seems that Howard should be due any time now. I attached a screenshot of the information I found instead of transposing it because I'm lazy. And what he's basically saying in this attachment is uh, it just breaks down because we had talked about the odds of having a hole in one twice in a round is 67 million to one. The odds of a making a hole in one uh, for a professional golf, you know, for for just in general, any any odds of a hole in one is 12,500 12, to one for a professional golfer. The odds of making a hole in one drop to 2,500 to one. So he's basically saying, you know, because I, I'm a, a little bit better golfer, maybe my, my time is, you know, happening soon. Uh, and basically, Earl, who is the sweetest man, who also said, by the way, hi, guys. Hi, guys. Uh, he just repeats some of those stats. And uh, there's a bunch of info about holes in one. And uh, I just appreciated Earl to, uh, you know, to weigh in on the program. By the way, the, uh, he, he, gave, he, he sent me this thing about golf in general. You know, the average handicap of uh, golfers is 14. I would have thought it was higher. I would, too. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> there are 450 million rounds of golf played every year in the U.S. And a hole in one is scored once in every 3,500 3, rounds. Anyway. Although it's an interesting game. You know, a lot of people are embarrassed to play it, and they play it a couple of times, and they're, you know, they're not good, so they don't keep going back at it. I guess most of the people you'll see on golf courses, you know, are pretty good and taken to the game, so they're shooting in the 80s, I guess. I don't know. Well, they're not, yeah. I mean, because I'm saying, I, well, I, don't, what, I don't... Isn't 14 in the 80s? Yeah, somewhere, but I, I don't believe yeah. that. I think the average oh, handicap is hard. Okay. I don't. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, Anyway, thank you very much to Earl and Dave, and we certainly appreciate you responding and checking in on the program. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. Uh, subject matter from Randy Wood, Trump and Maggots. Yes. Hi, guys. The summer Hi, guys. Oh, right. I'm sorry. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. I didn't pause long enough. That's fine. Uh, this summer, I golfed with a man from Florida that was a Trump supporter. And in conversation, I mentioned how Fox had to settle the Dominion voting machine lawsuit out of court for $850 million. And this man, who only watched Fox News, had never heard about it. This proves the news we hear does not make it to the maggots. And if they did, they would just say fake news anyway. Well, that's true. I mean, right. Even if they... <laughs> exactly. Randy Wood... Uh, Resting heart rate, 32, uh, bowel movements, or uh, 32, 72, rather, uh, bowel movements slightly better than normal. But, uh, you know, we keep banging that drum, you know. 
Fox News. I mean, you know, they just deceive their viewers every day by omitting stories that don't fit the narrative. And CNN and MSNBC do not do that because I watch them. They talk about both sides. Anyway, yesterday after the show, we were <clears throat> talking, um, Freddie and I, and I was we we're just talking about this subject, and I was scrolling the Fox News site and mm-hmm. could not find any story about Jenna Ellis, mm-hmm. the woman that basically said, if I had to do it over again, I wouldn't take Donald Trump as a client. Mm-hmm. And that's why that guy who this uh, who Randy golfed with, Randy Wood golfed with, doesn't know anything about the settlement because in the world that they live in, it didn't exist. Mm-hmm. You know, MSNBC, I watch it um, probably as much as CNN now. And again, oh, you lefty. Yeah, they lean to the left. But it's funny. All their presenters seem to be rational compassionate human beings as opposed to fox where they're all nasty evil bastards and mm-hmm. they are it, it jumps out of the screen but as i said to you at howard they'll they'll you know there'll be a, a situation with trump in in his lawsuits they'll bring on a lawyer and say okay give us the other side how could this work for donald trump how would donald trump defend himself through this and they're not, and, and it's not even leading it's like you know when you get to a court of law there's always two sides what will his defense be and they're presenting that to their audience. And sometimes I sit there and I go, wow, that's good for Trump. You know what I mean? I never thought of that. But the way the, the laws work and the way the courts work, there's always another side. There's always a way to weasel out of something. And it's like, wow, now I know that. So they're telling their audience that there is another side. They do it all the time. They I guarantee you if, if CNN or MSNBC or any other network was fined, had to pay a fine of $850 million, they would cover it. Mm-hmm. By the oh, way, yeah. speaking of Trump in, in court yesterday, so once again, he was given a gag order because he was being a dick and talking about uh, somebody working in the ju- in the courtroom. And when he was given his $10,000 fine, he stormed out of the... <laughs> Do you read about this? The mm-hmm. guy they want to be president can't suck it up in any way, shape, or form. It, it, it just, he has the kind of brain, the narcissistic maniac that he is, that he can't comprehend that somebody would chastise him. Yep. And he stormed out of the courtroom like a baby. Yeah. Something else. But he is next to Jesus, so there's that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, he was sent by Jesus. Yeah. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's right. He was sent here. On the Jesus Elevator. Okay. Hi, guys. Ah, da 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 do. This is from Zach Altilia. And of course, he says, Hi, guy. Hi, guys. Not hi, guys. We should get one for that. Uh, This is uh, mostly for Howard, the golf nut, says Zach. Apparently, they're going to show pros playing golf simulators on TV. Would you watch, for example, say Tiger and Phil, you know, play Augusta? Uh, etc. And he says, love the show. Zach, no information about heart rates, no information about bowel movements. How do we, how do we know? We just, we're supposed to guess, I guess. Mm-hmm. There is a league that's starting in the new year on Monday nights. It's going to be televised. And uh, I've known about it for a while. Mostly in the golf Twitter world, they talk about it. Tiger and Rory it's called the something golf league. And it's basically what Zach's described. I, I can't get my head around it where pros are going to play 
simulator golf against each other. And I, I don't know. That's about, that's about as much as I know about it, Freddie. Uh, as far as watching it, yeah, I'll, for curiosity's sake to start with, but I don't know. I don't know how they got it uh, financed, and I also don't know how they think it's going to sustain. But they must have better research than me. Hmm. Well, see how it goes. But yeah, I have really nothing to say other than that, Zach. Thank you very much for your email. We always appreciate hearing from Zach. Hi guys. Don't forget to tell us about Hi your heart guys. and your poop, though. Hi okay. Uh, this one surprised me. Subject matter from Tony. Um, Tom is back. He says, hi, guys. Hi, guys. A few years ago, Tom Green quietly moved back to the Ottawa area. I didn't know that. Yeah, me neither. Now, he, now he's uh, launching a podcast from his barn. This is the guy who people said was crazy for spending money on setting up a very expensive equipment situation in his home to broadcast a show in the early 2000s. I can't, um, I can't imagine uh, what he will do with this project. He also announced he will be releasing a new comedy special next year. I've always had an appreciation for his different style of comedy. What are the chances you could get him on the show? I think it would be interesting to hear from him. And then there's a YouTube, a YouTube attachment. Uh, he says, E-guards. What? I know. I saw that. I was like a little PTSD from the little general. I don't know where he got that from. <laughs> anyway, E-guards. Uh, Tony, uh, I, uh, you know, Tom Green, I, um, boy, from living in Hollywood and having a movie and marrying Drew Barrymore to moving yeah. back to Ottawa. That's a bit of a jolt. Wouldn't it be? I don't know, man. I think he's made it all the money he's ever going to need. Here's a little flavor of the Tom Green pod. Uh, well, Barncast. This is the, that's what he's calling it. And then we'll address whether he could come back in the show, obviously. Uh, in the wilderness, uh, we have some animals here that you're going to meet. And we're having a lot of fun. And I'm looking forward to starting to broadcast here to you guys regularly from the barn. And you'll be able to watch on the YouTube channel. And you'll be able to listen on podcast platforms everywhere you can get podcasts. Um, yeah, that's it. That's what's going on. This is a technical test. But so, yeah, that, Tom, uh, for people who don't know, maybe uh, who was that from? That email from Tony? Tony. That's all it says. Back in uh, the edge years, when Tom had a show on uh, a cable in Ottawa, somehow or another, we all got hooked up together. And when Tom came to Toronto, probably one of the first times, he was uh, not a semi-regular, but we had him on the show many times. And uh, we promoted his uh, comedy network show. I think Tom if I'm not mistaken, was part of the Humble and Fred wedding as well. Do you remember the wedding we did that... Uh, yes, that's... Yes, wasn't he? Yes. I think he was. Uh-huh. That's something we don't really talk about too much because I don't think our memories are good enough. But somebody... We did this promotion with a company. Right. And we paid a, for... It was a booze company. It was a booze company and we paid yeah. for a couple to... We paid for their wedding. But then our listeners got to go to the wedding and we had some celebrities there. And I think... Tom Green was part of that uh-huh. to the point where when he moved to Hollywood, we still had him on occasionally. Like he never forgot us. So to answer Tony's questions, I, I, I think that I think that Tom Green, if we could get a hold of him, would come back on the show, especially if he's got a podcast to promote. I think so. Yeah. Was it Jameson Irish whiskey? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. 
It was funny. It was funny. And you and I, the couple, it was like, this is bizarre. We're not sure they should be getting married. Yeah, that's right. It was a big fight at the end. That's right. Not physical, but. No, they were young kids. And uh, (laughs) I'm trying to think who the priest was. Maybe Tom was the priest. Fuck. I don't know. Uh, Oh, no. Wasn't it your buddy, the priest? We used to talk to or no, no, no. He he was in oh, okay. he was in, uh, or maybe it was Doctor Brian Brown. Yeah, but that's I, what I'm thinking. But I know that Tom was in the wedding party, I believe, and you and I were in the wedding party, and the whole thing was bizarre. Anyway, yeah, it's funny. I haven't thought about it for a long time, but we should. We should. I, I sent. Uh, I think I sent that to Boone to Toronto, Mike, and uh, I, I actually, if I didn't, I'm going to do it now because. That's definitely, um, that would definitely be great to have Tom back on the show. And maybe he can remember about the wedding. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, this uh, my last Hi one guys. here, I think, Hi is guys. from our friends, the Baldwin sisters, who say in their subject line, Hi, guys. Hi, guys. And also start their email with Hi, guys. Hi, guys. Thank you for sharing Josh Gilman's blog. I, I did that on our Facebook page. That was the one about the uh, how scared a lot of Hebrews are around the world. She, uh, they go on to say on a lighter note, we wanted to wish you all belated happy anniversary. We'll look forward to your Christmas at Kelsey's event. Yeah, they'll be there. Keep the chuckles and dialogue going, guys. It's sorely needed, especially during these crazy times. Cheers is their sign-off, the Baldwin sisters. Mm-hmm. P.S. Bobby. The oldest dog that recently passed away was a purebred, purebred Rafaero de Alentejo breed. I've never heard of it, but cool. That probably doesn't make anyone any smarter knowing that, though. They say, and they finish with a lull. Very nice. Very nice. They are very nice. Mm-hmm. Very- I had uh, one more here, but I, I, what? I'm having trouble understanding it. Which one is it? I'm it's sorry. It's from uh, Martin Lai. Um, okay, let me just catch up. I am retired. Yeah, we're Martin, I am retired. Okay, well, okay, I what it was, we were talking about uh, getting your, you you were okay, here's what it was. You say you felt naked without a wristwatch. Mm-hmm. Um I I was talking about wearing a belt that I okay. I I'd right. forgotten I had the belt on. Right. And then I think we were talking about wearing, I don't know, lounging pants. But here, so that's sort of the context of it. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. I am retired. Martin Lai. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. No wristwatch for years when I got a cell phone and uh, I got my time there, he says. Okay. I got a web belt. What does that mean? That adjusted. What is a web belt that like, adjusted? I, I know. I know what he means. It's like a belt that doesn't. Where you basically, the it's made oh. of mesh, right? So you can just put the. the I've the, got a couple. Yeah, of yeah. course. I carried lots of keys as a building operator. Oh, so you were the guy in charge of the keys and. Uh, the, you know that Bernie Fife syndrome. I'm <laughs> in charge. Right. Anyway, and uh, when I retired. Uh, since I've retired, I wear comfortable pants and no belt at all. Good for you. If that was what makes you comfortable, Martin. Bowel movements regular. Resting heart rate, 72. Again, Martin Lye. Well, very good, Martin. This is, I, I, I sent that to you, and I wasn't without any context. But, I again, a lot of things go on in a uh, typical week here on the program. 
And uh, thanks to everyone that sent us emails. There could only be... Everyone's a winner that listens to this program, but can there be only one person? There could be only one that wins the Palma Pasta gift card. And this week, it happens to be from an email that was sent this week, and I would like to congratulate on behalf of Humble and Fred, the Baldwin Sisters. All right. Yeah, baby. Baldwin Sisters have been hanging out with us for a long time, and they deserve to sample the wonder that is the Palma Pasta gift card for $100 at Palma Pasta. If you uh, do get a chance to go check it out, it's palmapasta.com, and the Baldwin Sisters will get a hold of you and uh, explain how you uh, get your uh, gift card. It's very easy. They just mail it to you. It couldn't be simpler. Mm, All right. Hey Fred. Yeah. Can you uh cool song? You're a cool song. Can you uh, do some more uh sponsor uh, yes, uh, the retirement chirp, uh Tim Niblett, a portfolio manager, Raymond James, a member of the Canadian Investors Protection Fund. Uh yesterday he talked about will you outlive your retirement dollars? Many studies have shown that on average Canadians will outlive their dollars by ten years, females even longer. Interesting conversation yesterday at the home here. My buddy, uh, my buddy, my brother-in-law Clyde was here with his wife Imelda. She's a cancer survivor recently. And, you know, she was talking about all the breakthroughs in cancer that she had uh, been exposed to or told about during her frightening journey over the past year. And we get on to that. It's like, boy, if they actually ever come up with a cure for this thing and other things, you know, when people start living to 120... <laughs> How are you going to pay for it? Because most of our retirement, uh, you know, plans, uh, you know, it's 80, 90 years old. But anyway, just something to think about. And again, what uh, Tim uh, presented yesterday, you got to have a mind to that. Good estimate on how long you're going to live and figure it out. So he's the retirement Sherpa, Tim Niblett. Tim Niblett uh, can be found at retirementsherpa.ca. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's a very scary thought. Um, the fact that you might outlive your money and as the Sherpa said yesterday that's why it's important to talk to somebody about a plan and have a plan if you're thinking about an electric vehicle of course the electric vehicle network has all electric vehicles available for you to rent for a day for an hour for a weekend for a week at electric vehicle I'm sorry rentelectric.ca or you can download the app there, which makes it even easier to rent electric. There's hatchbacks, sedans, and SUVs from Tesla, Chevrolet, Nissan, and more. Give them a call at 1-800-387-9391. And, of course, if you want to rent one through us, you can use the promo code HUMBLEV to get $40 off your first EV rental. It really is uh, something, if you've never experienced, I promise you it'll be a very uh, interesting weekend for sure. As uh, the world changes over to this technology, Rent Electric on the cutting edge of renting these vehicles for you at rentelectric.ca. Not a question for you. Huh? I said I had a question for you. Yeah, and I said, yeah. Yeah, yeah. What is the question? Did you uh, see that story yesterday about the NHL uh, having to go back on their no gay tape uh, policy? Yes. Mm-hmm. What did you think of that? I, you know, in retrospect, yeah, it makes them look a bit 
silly? What happened? Uh, former Leaf then went out to Vancouver. Travis Dermott. Did we not talk about this yesterday? No, okay. sir. Maybe not. Oh, I, maybe it was somebody else I was talking to it about. Um, yeah, Travis Dermott plays for the Arizona Coyotes. He just ignored it, and he just the next game had the rainbow tape on his stick and his thing is you know he's not gay apparently but he's not and um he had several people in his life he said are affected by this and he's just using it sorry so uh the nhl was in this position now what do we do find this guy and go down that road or mm-hmm. just rescind that rule <laughs> a week <laughs> or two later and just move on so that's what they've done well, good for him. Good for them. Doesn't matter if he's gay or not. Like, who cares? No. Uh, you know, you want to talk about a, an antiquated who gives a shit. Um, mm-hmm. But I, it was funny. Again, in the hour and a half I spent soaking in all the nonsense in America, there was a scroll across the screen. And I, I just wrote it down. I thought, oh, I hadn't heard that. And I'd done, I had done zero research, you know. But I thought, oh, I'd bring it up on the show in case you had some information. And, and there you did. There you um, did have the information. Yeah, no, I think the special nights are still out, like, you know, where they come out in the warm-up and they're wearing, and not just pride. You know, they had done military nights and cancer nights. They, they're they going to do away with that. Which is fine. Still. Mm-hmm. Absolutely get that. You know, and, and if that's the policy of the league, because mm-hmm. it doesn't, because they're not just saying no gay special nights, they're just saying we're done with special nights now. Yeah. Uh, but to uh, if the individual players want to, you know, do that. Speaking of sports, uh, I wasn't following it, but the Phillies. So set this up for me. Um, Phillies are in the World Series, and no, uh, no? no, Arizona knocked them out. Oh, that's what I'm saying. They were playing in. Not, yeah. Sorry, they were playing in the playoffs. Ameri- or National League championships. That's what I'm saying. So they were they were in the playoffs. Uh, they were in the series to get into the World Series, and they lost to Arizona. So and they lost the last two games at home. Right. This they, is, they pulled a Toronto. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, it, you got to hear this. This is a little... A guy was outside of the stadium talking to Philly fans on the way out. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking awesome. Let's see what people got to say. We had a whole field for two games. Two games. And you let them come here and beat us. Phillies need to sell Trey Turner. That guy's a fucking idiot. We went farther without that guy. Fuck the Phillies, honestly. Let's trade the whole fucking team. This team fucking blew today. I want to say that I'm fucking depressed. I had to ask nine people for this fucking cigarette. Philly fans, we always stink. Disappointment. Oh, man, that was just straight garbage. This sucks. I hope they never fucking play a baseball game again. Fire topper. Topper! What's up, man? Feeling like I want to go lay in traffic. Fuck all them bitch ass motherfuckers I couldn't get a hit when we motherfucking needed um, I love how So we- there you go <laughs> that, that did remind me of Toronto fans If they were from Philadelphia You know a dimension to that series too That cuts like a long sharp knife In the offseason last year We traded Gabrielle Marino One of the top prospects in all of baseball A catcher To Arizona along with Lourdes Goriel, an outfielder who hit 24 home runs this year, mm-hmm. for Dalton Varshow. And those two players are going to the World Series, and they were very, very instrumental in getting the Arizona Diamondbacks to the World Series. Just another Toronto thing like Absolutely. What? 
It's very Toronto. This Gabriel Moreno, like you, you watch him and he's a powerful, great catcher who hits home runs. And then you think of our guy. Now, why did they do that? What, I mean, you have to put on your manager cap then and tell us You know, why our little Alejandro Kirk who, you know, folds up his legs and rolls around the bases. Anyway, anyway. Um, well, he just thought it was a good They wanted a left-handed bat, and uh, Dart, Dalton Varsho had had a pretty good season in Arizona, and somehow Ross Atkins got uh, talked into trading those two players for Dalton Varsho, wow. who couldn't hit, who couldn't hit, <laughs> Like, anyway, it's just another one, you know, just another one. Another That's hilarious, story. man. Yeah. I'm so I feel bad for you. Um, so and so Arizona's going to the World Series and they'll be playing uh, who? Whom? Texas Rangers. OK. Mm-hmm. They love Jesus, I'll bet. Mm hmm. Phoenix and Dallas, two pretty good markets for Major League Baseball, you know, television wise and everything. That's what it always comes down to. Raptors uh, season started yesterday. I do not have the score. It was 97-94 or something. I saw the end of it last night. They held on to, to win. Raptors had a big problem last year. They would, they'd lead in a game right down to the last few minutes and not be able to, to close it. Mm-hmm. And last night, it was, just, it was there again. It looked like it was going to happen, but they held on. Thank goodness. To win their uh, home opener. Mm-hmm. Well, since we're talking about sports, and I wanted to uh, make room for, you know, these fine folks. If you're tired of waiting in the lobby, it's time to play. Go to Bodog.net to play free casino games. Check out beginner's guides and get strategy tips for all your favorite games. Visit Bodog.net today. Hashtag make a play. And uh, be a good time now for our Dan Duran to come back. Let me send him a note. Um... Let me say, uh, Danny, come back here now. And not to be a downer, you mentioned it. Like, some reports last night had 22 people dying in that mass shooting. In I said Maine. 22, yeah. Yeah. No, no, but apparently it's been downgraded to six, 16 this morning. Oh, good. For whatever reason. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Well, you know, America, they love their guns. There's 420 million guns for 330 million people. <laughs> we talk about... To the deaths, fifty to sixty were shot, like injured. Yeah. Last night, the guy went into a bar and then he went into a bowling alley. Yeah. And I, I think there's kids and everything, and they can't find the guy. No, and I, yeah, you know, let's let's leave them alone because we'll just <laughs> end the week being aggravated. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dan Duran's back. He brings joy. You bring me joy. Oh, Dan Duran. I should play you guys one of uh, Spencer's things. It's fucking... You, you, honestly, she puts out something every day now, and it's just more and more bizarre. This uh, The gentleman that... Uh, gentleman, the person that mentioned... Uh, I think it was Richard Bullis that you know, Spencer's singing. And Yeah, Spencer's uh, just putting out these things on, on Instagram now. That a bunch of uh, Humble and Fred people have been sending me notes about them because they're just weird. But they're fun. They're sort of good weird, but yeah. Um, anyway, I don't know if you're on Instagram, Dan, but uh, check it out sometime. Check it out, Dan. So she's under uh, like... like- uh, uh, no, uh, un- yes, underscore, I am Spencer. Um, this is, uh, I'll give you a quick example. This is uh, called Retail Girl Who Was Barely Holding On. Hold on. Yeah, mm-hmm. here we go. 
A girl who works in retail who's like really going through it. <clears throat> oh, I love your hoodie. Where's it from? It's your boyfriend's. Oh, great. I love that you guys share clothes. I should share with you, we're actually having our annual buy one, get one half off sale, so uh, don't get left behind. Like I did. Um, were you looking for anything in particular today, or are we just kind of browsing through the corridors of time, wondering if anything actually means anything anymore? Oh, you're looking for a dress for your great aunt grad? Okay, slut. Let's see if you can't find you something that screams. <laughs> Anyway, go have a look at it. It's pretty just, it's just weird. Every day. Okay, yeah. Yeah, every day there's something there. And it's Good just for her. fucking wacky, dude. So wacky. But anyway, it's very funny. Um, Daniel. Yeah. Are you in a, an emotional state where you can do the news or do you need some time? No, I've, I've uh, taken some time already to uh, muster up the, uh, <laughs> the emotional... <laughs> The emotional uh, steadiness that I need to to do this job. You know, there's so much news to choose from. And then you got to find a little kernel in there that's interesting enough to bring to this show. Like, so you'd like you think Delise here. found a kernel of in Fred's uh, splatter? <laughs> <laughs> no, believe me, there was no kernel. Gross. Did Gross. she find a little kernel? Maybe something from uh, guacamole? Um, all right. Now, here's to a fella named Dan Duran, a hell of a guy with a hell of a big one. The quintessential Dan Duran, his voice is nice and run. Dan Duran, the anchorman comes, as for credentials, he has none. Can't tell a headline from his bum, but his voice is nice and low. Dan Duran, the anchorman's here, he's prone to falling off his chair, but he's got a big wang, so he don't care, and his voice is nice and low. My voice is nice and low. And now from Dan and Lisa's matrimonial trailer site. That's right, folks. Their summer home. Dan, Dan and Lisa's summer place. Yeah. Uh, here is movie anchor Daniel J. Gieber Duran. If your car was stolen, would you want it back? Toronto police recovered more than a thousand stolen cars from city residents. The uh, the police force announced yesterday, marking the end of a, a nearly year long investigation into car thefts. And there's been a lot of them so far in 2023. And I had no idea. Like I've I've heard before that there are a lot of cars that get stolen and shipped overseas that that uh, that are from Canada. Mm-hmm. So far this year in 2023, 9,747 vehicles have been stolen in Toronto. That's almost 10,000 vehicles. Last year, it was 7,500. The year before, it was uh, about 5,000 or so, 5,100. So the amount's going up. So obviously, police were paying attention and made all these arrests. And uh, they've returned or they found 1,080 vehicles valued at more than $59 million. And that's at a time. Dan, your signal, your signal is warbling there, dude. Yeah. No, no, Dan, we didn't catch any yeah, of that. The last part of oh, that. Is it? Okay, sorry yeah. about that. But I think we, here's, I wanted to ask a question was, because I know, I know somebody that's had their car stolen and it was a uh, Land Rover. That seems to be one of the big ones that gets, did, did, do they have the type, car types that get stolen the most? No, it's out there, but I didn't uh, bring it in for this. Yeah, it's just high end, anything high end. Like, yeah, but there's some that are specific. I've, I've heard Land Rovers mm-hmm. uh, for some yeah. reason. 
Yeah, and uh, you know the word brazen? Brazen. Brazen. They were showing this week some of them. Like, you know, a lot of people hang their keys up inside their front door. I don't. (laughs) Anyway. um, No. Like, just showing these guys coming up, you know, with the balclavas on and everything, and throwing a brick through the glass of the front door, and then jumping in the foyer, grabbing the keys, and running and taking the cars that people have spent their hard-earned dollars on, you know? gone to work and saved the money and bought the cars and these bastards just take them but it's a real uh, shit show now because they got these thousand of uh, vehicles and a lot of them uh, people have received insurance for that's right right and now they're gonna say hey do you come and get your car well wait a minute i've already oh, yeah. what do you do then? with the insurance i don't know again it's a shit show who knows what they do if i may if i may say you know the uh, electric vehicle uh, that i have uh, there is no key mm-hmm. no key yeah. there's a credit card in my wallet but i can basically operate the phone the car with my phone you know that type of theft ring they oh, they should come down on hard, hard on all of those guys like big heavy big time they can't catch him well they just caught a bunch of them okay other than those guys they can't catch them. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was a story they caught a whole pile of them like, like two uh, yeah, yeah there's part of, I, part of that i missed okay. that maybe that was when well, he was warbling. maybe it was that's when they was warbling going on yeah there was two it, there's 228 people they arrested with 553 charges okay 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 they caught you know somebody what they do? You know, sometimes, you know, I'm watching this uh, show on uh, Netflix called Top Boy, and often what they do when they want to transport drugs, they get little school kids with backpacks. Don't you look in that bag, and they get them to walk across town, and somebody takes the bag off them. A lot of these theft rings we're doing, they're getting, like, young teenagers, like 16- and 17-year-olds, to go and do this stuff and pay them a couple of thousand bucks a a theft and... Mm -hmm. It's the whole thing is just seedy, just seedy. So send them all away for a long time. The uh, police uh, uh, issued uh, some of the basics, the things you can do. There's the basics. There's warning devices and immobilization devices sure. and tracking devices, all those things. But in the basics, I'd never even thought of this one before, uh, you know, is, is, you know, obvious stuff. Remove fobs from the vehicle. Place them in a Faraday pouch, so mm-hmm. you know, so they can't uh, be cloned from just outside the door. Yeah, that's what um, they do. That was sad. There's a lot of that, right? <laughs> Never thought about this. Cover the VIN, the VIN numbers. You can usually see it through the uh, the windshield, right? Yeah. But there's information on the VIN that can tell the the thief valuable stuff about how to steal a car. So mm-hmm. just cover that up. Yeah. A, a lot of them you can steal, but they they basically stop working a couple of kilometers down the road for something. There's something that disables yeah. them. Yeah, right. That's, it, a good, that's a good one, yeah. yeah. Immobilization oh. devices, yeah. Well, I have a immobilization device, yes. It's it's called Scotch. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, <laughs> That's right. Doesn't help in this particular. I, I'm just instance. curious. Like, so I'm sorry. This, you this, know, I just, that couch there is just right in the corner. That's right. It's, wah, put some wah. put some scotch in your vehicle. So where do you keep your key? Oh, oh like I'm going to tell. No, like you know, yeah. oh, people bashing That's it after right. my 2013 Sorrento. <laughs> That's right. I was wondering. I'm just wondering if maybe when you had your incident, some of it, came, your key was also shot out of your asshole. Uh, yeah. All right, Dan Duran, no. great Dan, yeah. great reporting yes. today. 
Great. By the way, that's uh, Fred Nye's uh, uh, solution to uh, vehicle theft is to own a car that's <laughs> from 2013. Exactly. It's a great, by the that's way, very yeah, good. It's a great. That is. It is. I mean, know? that is. No I one wants that car. Have a car that nobody would want to steal. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. No one wants to drive. No one wants to steal. Uh, along with uh, Dan Duran and Fred and myself, another key member of this program, Toronto Michael Boone, for uh, many years now cornerstone of Humble and Fred Broadcasting, and here he is, ladies and gentlemen. That was always my secret. Drive a shitbox. Nobody wants to touch it. In fact, we had a big notice on Facebook. Someone went down our street and was stealing, like, brand new expensive cars, and I was like, nobody wants Mm -hmm. our old Mazda 3. Well, I uh, had one of my cars, which were uh, pretty nice. I had one of them uh, tried to be stolen. I've told you the story of uh, someone broke into my house. Well, they didn't break in because uh, after the divorce, the kids were staying with me one night in the matrimonial home. And somebody, uh, the, one of the, I just left the, the door open and they walked in while we were sleeping, took all the computers and then took my BMW key and tried to steal the car. And the problem was they didn't understand. This was back, uh, you know, 15, 16 years ago. They didn't understand uh, that in order to start the car, you needed to depress the brake and then hit the stop start, oh. right? Mm-hmm. And the joke, I remember saying this to the cop. I'm like, I don't understand. I said, what happened? He said, well, they couldn't figure out how to stop the car. I said, well, they had my computers. They could have just Googled it. <laughs> like, ser- yeah, if I, right, yeah. seriously, True. it's four o'clock in the morning. They can't get it started. Mm-hmm. They've got computers. Just research how to start a three series BMW. You dumbasses. But that's why I've always said, and Dan, you've heard me say before, our best and brightest are often not going into crime. <laughs> that that's got to be really a feeling. I've never experienced that that violation actually in your home. Oh yeah. And not knowing it and like really that's so creepy. If I don't know if you can remember the the floor plan of that house on uh, Meadowood, not Meadowood on um Bayshire. So you mm-hmm. walk in and to the right is a little sitting room kind of like you guys have and mm-hmm. Charlie had fallen asleep on the couch. Hmm. Then you go down the hall, past the dining room, into the kitchen. Spencer and I are in our bedrooms upstairs sleeping. These guys came in all the way through the house, past my sleeping daughter, Mm. got the computer that was charged being... There was two computers, one being charged on the kitchen table, another one being charged on the dining room table, took those computers, and on the way out, took the BMW keys that were hanging exactly as you described them. So they would have had to pass my daughter a couple of times on the way out. So, yeah, it was a bit of a frightening morning around the old glass home. I, and again, there's worse crimes, I guess, but just that just bugs me. You know, most people, again, you work hard for something, you save up, you buy it, you're happy. It's a sense of accomplishment. And these scumbags just come and steal it. Just well, that's what thieves do, okay? Yeah, I that's know. what they do. I mean, that's fucking, a modus operandi. What else, what else do you need to know about thieves? Mike, uh, what do we need to know about uh, the next uh, few weeks of programming here? on the? Or what is it? Do you have a... There's something else uh, that you wanted no, to no, address? No, no, no. Just that, okay, so the listenership should be aware there's no live shows next week. No. But I am going to drop a special, like, trilogy. This is the Fred Ball trilogy. So next week you'll get three... You know, original content uh, loaded episodes with Fred Ball, mainly Fred on Fred, but there's some Fred on Howard, too. And it's pretty good. So tune in. Walk me through this. So it's 90 minutes with Fred Ball 
just talking about Fred. Yeah, it's 90 minutes, but of course it's three episodes, so it's three times 30, so they're 30-minute... Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So bite size, bite, bite size. It's three 30-minute yeah. so episodes. Also, not just. Like, the first episode is a lot of, who the hell is Fred Ball? Like, there's a lot of context. I can't believe guy. that only took 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah, I know. Who's Fred? Who's Nancy? Uh, how, hey, does, yeah. how does uh, Fred Patterson know these people? How close are they? When does Howard enter their lives, et cetera, et cetera? Like, so we build it up, and then he tells stories. Okay. Well, that'll be very, very well, cool. Well, one thing I will say about Fred Ball and these, and these shows that you do, I mean, it's definitely a reference point for our listeners. I mean, we mention them enough. It's not like... <laughs> oh, yeah. Fred is uh, definitely a reference point. Um, and, yeah, so we're off next week. I'll be uh, heading, to, uh, heading back to Mexico. We'll be doing original programs from Mexico. On the, <laughs> uh, what am I? We're going to be starting back on the. What is the date, Mike? Sixth, uh, the sixth so of November. That's right. November sixth, and on November seven, Bill Brio drops by for his monthly. He's the first uh, Tuesday of every month, mm-hmm. and then uh, this is kind of neat. Michael Smith, who is an accomplished chef living mm. uh, the Maritimes. We're going to talk about tipping and more food stuff. It's going to be great with Chef Michael Smith. Yeah, it's a, you know, as a chef and a guy that's run restaurants, some big ones, you know, he says it's time to revisit the whole tipping thing. It's got out of hand and silly. And anyway, um, when the Food Network first started or when I first got into it again, around the same time I'm talking about when I got my house broken into because I was, you know, really prior to my divorce, I didn't cook that much. And maybe you went through this, too, for a while, Mike. After my divorce, I had the kids three and a half days a week. So I was cooking for them all the time, especially living in Oakville. We weren't really part of the going out for dinner very much scene. And I I really loved Michael Smith's cooking shows because he's a neat guy, but he's very down to earth. And his recipes were sort of not too fancy, but pretty good. And it'll be uh, it'll be neat to have a, a chat with him. He's uh, he's sort of not I was going to say disappeared, but he was pretty he was pretty Food Network famous there for a while. And he's got the, I think it's the most common name. I, I can think off the top of my head of like five famous Michael Smiths. Like if your name is Mike Smith, uh, you got an SEO problem. <laughs> what? Mm-hmm. Name one more. Who's the other famous Michael Smith? I can't think of any. The Bubbles from Trailer Park Boys, I think, is a Mike Smith. And there's a decathlon, who a very successful mm-hmm. decathlon okay. named uh, Michael Smith. And then I think there's some others I got to think on. All right, well, that's three. I'll give you another couple of weeks to come up with two more. Um, okay, and thanks to everyone who uh, emailed us today. Freddie, are you all up to date in your... Uh... No, the Chambers of Commerce Group Insurance Plan is Canada's number one group benefits plan for small business. Go to chamberplan.ca today. Get a free quote for your small business. Prescriptions, dental, therapies. They have an HR department that you can tap into. Very, very... Um, well, it's clever and convenient. And, of course, mental health. Big since COVID, they uh, have even have a mental health app where you can get in touch with somebody in real time and deal with your problems. It's the Chamber of Commerce Group Insurance Plan, chamberplan.ca. Let me tell you something about Borat Minerals, huh? Borat Minerals and refined Borat products are used extensively worldwide in the manufacture of such products as fiberglass insulation, textile fiberglass, this uh, borosilicate 
glass, which is like the LCD screens we all use, ceramic glazes, and porcelain enamels, among all the other uses. You can find out more at Boron One. Why is this uh, of interest to you? Because as a project, very few companies like Boron One get to where they are. In the next 36 months, they'll be taking boron out of the ground. The potential is very high for this company. And we'd like to pass that on to you as they support the Humble and Fred Show for calendar year 2023. Once again, we make no claims about stock or stock prices, but this is an interesting company. And as uh, the more we find out about it, the more we think it is uh, something you should uh, at least check out. You can find out more at boron1.com. You know, we've talked a lot about the uh, Rolling Stones' new album. Can't remember the name of it. Doesn't matter. Uh, we talked about the. Um, uh, it's called. Uh, what is it from? What's it called? Anybody? What's that? The name of the album? Something oh. Diamonds, Hackney Diamonds. And we talked about the uh, Stern interview with Keith Richards, etc. But you know what, guys? Like, it, it didn't really... It's not like... It's sort of a boomer thing because it's not, it's not getting huge... Huge, uh, you know, plays on Spotify and such. You know, really didn't... I'm trying to see no, I here. Get that. Listen, Howard, I'm still surprised at how many people I know don't have Spotify. I could be a salesman for them. Yeah, no, but you it's, don't have spot. You don't have Spotify. Like, like what? Like, it's crazy. But but also just the fact that it's not getting a whole bunch of yeah. Because our age group may not our be. our age group yeah, is as saying. friendly to that as yeah a younger group age what, group would be. What do you think there, uh, Toronto Mike? I think it might be a a boomer thing. Maybe they're selling a shitload of CDs. Who knows? So, yeah, I don't know, but. <laughs> But that uh, that album was recorded with the same uh, style and instrumentation that they would have done in the seventies. Like that yep. was intentionally meant to let's recreate our sound from the seventies. And I think they uh, they nailed it with that single. Oh, I'd say Angry has had Both of them. twelve million streams and Sweet Sounds five million. Which you know, demographics aside, is not very many for you know considering Drake has eight hundred billion streams. You know. No, exactly. and I'll say this: like Lady Gaga does a great job on the backups, but if you if you switch Lady Gaga with Taylor Swift, think about the numbers that same song has on streaming. Like yeah, maybe it's just those, uh, Swift effects. Yeah, yeah. But, but Lady Gaga does a great job in that that song. All right, well, listen, like we got to get out of here. Uh, Dan- here. Can I ask real quick a poll? Because I have three musicologists here, and we're talking about the '60s. I just have a simple question: Do you three gentlemen know the band Moby Grape? No, I only threw just I know you had somebody on from Moby Grape. No, I don't know that band. Yeah, no, just a, a poll. What about you, Dan? Do you know the band Moby Grape? No, Gra- I do not. No. Yeah, I know. It's uh, interesting how that name doesn't resonate with many people today, but they had a, an album in 67 that many rock critics say is one of the greatest albums of all time, the self-titled debut in 67. But that band has been like forgotten. Mm. Like, like nobody talks about Moby Grape. Um, we're the Moby, we're the Moby grapes, uh, grape of morning shows. We had a hit in 97 and then we've never been heard from again. Uh, when is the Moby grape guy going to be on your show? Oh, I talked to him yesterday. So you can actually, so that's the most recent episode of Toronto Mike. So an original, the, the interesting story is the a founding member of Moby grape. Not only does he live in Toronto, but he busks 
in uh, TTC subway stations. And at the age of 82, this guy, his name is Don Stevenson, he's making his Massey Hall debut next week. Come on. 82. Yeah, Massey Hall debut. He's a founding member of Moby Grape. And I had him in the basement yesterday for an amazing chat. It was wild. Yeah, Don Stevenson. So he's doing uh, Massey Hall by himself, or is it part of a... No, there's like a tribute to The Last Waltz, actually. And he's going to... I think he's going to sing some Dylan songs or something. That's very cool, my friend. Uh, thanks to everyone that emailed us. We appreciate it. Thanks to Paul Pasta for presenting the email program. Uh, have a great Humble and Fred long weekend and a week off. Are you? What are you doing? You're going to... Uh, where are you going? Nowhere. Oh, you're not going? I thought you were, or are you going somewhere in uh, December? Yes. Okay. I'm going to do some painting and what have you next week. Like watercolors or like... Uh, no, no, no. No, no. <laughs> Landscape? Uh, Landscaping? I got a couple Portraits. of bathrooms. I got a couple of bathrooms that need to be painted. All right. Hate painting, but... Um, let me uh, get rid of the stones. And uh, Dan... I always make a big mess. Yeah. <laughs> you drop cloth is a <laughs> big thing. Masking well, tape is one, another help. At this point, thing. dolls... Like I painted the sheets. You <laughs> got there first. I was going to say, like, what? yeah, dolls used to it. She's used to the mess you make in your sheets. It's gross. All right. Everyone, have a great, uh, safe, uh, stay well, and yeah. let's hope the world is still here when we come back in a week and a half. This episode of Humble and Fred was brought to you by the Retirement Sherpa, the Chambers Plan, Boron One, EVNet.ca, Palma Pasta, and the return of two great sponsors, Bodog and Kelsey's. For contests and comments, we read all of our emails, Humble and Fred at HumbleandFredRadio.com, so please tell us what you think. Also, share the show. That helps us out. Share a show with someone you love or maybe don't love, but, you know, say nice things about us and subscribe and that kind of thing. For Humble and Fred, I'm Dan Duran. And remember, don't hold back your poop too long or you'll end up like Fred, frozen in disbelief after sheet shitting. So stay on top of it and enjoy every goddamn day. fresh flow, pulling out jobs and jamboree handouts, two turntables and a microphone, bottles and cans, just clap your hands or just clap your hands. Oh.